from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is. Thai Cats Today for a Wednesday, August the 10th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you, getting you set for. Friday's game where the Ticats will host the Toronto Argonauts rematch of last week. Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of Friday's game rather, uh, you can catch a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy, now available on the Ticats Audio Network. Had a chance to sit down with Nate Ajay, color analyst uh, for the Argos on TSN 1050 in Toronto. Uh, so just wrapped up a great conversation with him on uh, Friday's game and uh, for insights and uh, just to, to get yourself pumped up. For the game, he talks a little smack. I think he, you know, I don't want to say he earned the right to talk smack, but the Argos did win, so I, I gave him his moment uh, to talk, and he, he took it. He took it. So go check it out wherever you get this show. Coming up on this show, uh, we're going to hear from Coach Orlando Steinauer. He's got an update on uh, QB1 being Dane Evans, who missed his second straight practice today. So uh, we'll get an update from Coach O on that. If he can't go, it'll likely be Matthew Schiltz, who will start at quarterback. Uh, and we heard from Matthew Schiltz today after practice, so uh, we'll get to that coming up on today's show. And I'll be joined by the CFL.ca's Chris O'Leary. He's the managing editor at uh, CFL.ca. So lots to get to on today's show. So let's get right into it and start with the uh, news and notes. I had mentioned that I, I thought the Ticats would be adding uh, j- more than just Miles Manalo. Uh, this week, which they did yesterday, and uh, I, I happen to be correct, which, uh, like a broken clock, happens every once in a while. Uh, the Ticats announced they have signed two receivers, American Tony Brown and National Tyler Turner. And you may think, well, those uh, those sound familiar. Well, yeah, that's because Tony Brown spent time uh, with the uh, spent the training camp with Ticats and was cut before the start of the season, as did Tyler Turner. Uh, Tyler Turner had spent some time with BC Lions back in 2020, so they were about, both out there at practice today. And I mentioned the uh, the injury report for the Ticats. We didn't have it in our hand yesterday. Uh, we, we have it in our hand today, and uh, it is uh, it is a full list of did not practice. Uh, Anthony Federico, Curtis Newton, Kyle Saxlid, Pappy White, Anthony Johnson, Nick Cross, Tyler Ternowski, Braylon Addison, Trey Crawford, Chris Van Zyl, Dane Evans, Bailey Feltmate, Kyle Wilson, Mo Diallo, Mason Bennett, all did not practice today or yesterday. Uh, Mike Jones, he was a full participant. Lee Autry, full participant. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, and Wes Hills, who was a healthy scratch, was a full participant. So Ticats.ca, CFL.ca, you can check out the full injury report, but it is a uh, who's who on there. And of course, most notably, uh, quarterback one, Dane Evans, uh, did not practice uh, yesterday, did not practice today. We asked coach about that after practice, but we just started off with coach uh, asking about the injuries and uh, here's what he had to say after practice. Yep. We've been bit by it quite, uh, quite hard. And uh, I know this, the one thing that uh, I've always adopted a saying, even when I was the DC here is, and even when I was the DB coach is they're going to kick the ball off anyway. So that's just the information that we have, and then we move forward. Yeah, Dane, he'll be, we'll make a decision on him tomorrow. And so it's just best right now that uh, Matt take the majority of the reps. Well, it just depends. You, you just don't know uh, how much of the game plan they actually used, what they held back. Uh, we'll see wrinkles. Uh, the players are going to remain, you know, relatively the same. 
So that that's a constant. And you can never control what they're going to do, if they're going to look completely different or not. I'm sure they had two different game plans, and they used the majority of it uh, in the first game. And I'm sure we'll see the back half of it. Uh, but every game's different. So as you know, Louie, we're, uh, we'll adjust if we see some things we haven't seen. But other than that, we'll be focusing on ourselves. Well, no offense, but we'll play short before you're up. Yeah. And then, so, no. Yeah, no, we, we had to bring in some players, right? And they'll be, uh, you know, our lineup will look different. It'll look different. Perfect. Can't wait. Can't wait to see. Yeah, they're going to kick the ball off anyway, so we're going to have to cover whatever's kicked and whoever we're covering with. Yeah, we'll have a tall order. Right? You know, you got a Hall of Famer back there touching the football, and it doesn't take long. And most of the, the majority of the returners in this league are really good and have the, the ability to take it back. So, yeah, we'll have, we'll have our hands full, but that's what I mean by perfect. Like, you got to embrace these type of situations. You don't run from them. You run head on into them, and, and you see that's, that's why you play the game. Yeah, well, it just depends on what the situation is, you know. Um, we've made we've made adjustments. We had some struggles on the O line. I feel like we shored that up. You know, some things that you you have to shore up along the process or the process. Uh, everything doesn't get solved because of one substitution or this because you don't play the same team every time. Well, we're close, but you don't play the same team. Um, every time so you can't it's no one thing that changes it right coaches coach and players play our job is to prepare them and so I think you know if you look at the football games um, we've been in the majority of the football games there's just defining moments that we have to be better at so um, yeah this is a I love the passion of the fans and they're all entitled to that but if, if we entertain every fan's thing, you know, I don't, that's, it's just outside noise. I take these, this, I'm supposed to shield, I'm supposed to take that. The players are supposed to play. I don't even, like, I'm, we're inside the walls, right? And so how we handle it is how we handle it. You know, it's, that's not for everybody else. And so um, the coaching staff has the full support of me. And I understand from the inside out what we're dealing with, who we're dealing with, the injuries that we're dealing with the improvements, the things that we've asked to change, they've changed. Um, so, yeah, but there's, I don't even, I don't have any entertainment for that. You know, I don't, there's nothing to, there's nothing to really talk about. That is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer. And uh, that last answer there was in relation to a question about uh, job security, I guess, for his uh, his coordinators or his assistants. So you can tell he really didn't have much time to entertain the question. But you can go to the full scrum. It's available at tightcats.ca. Uh, we'll have to wait until we have the depth chart tomorrow to know officially whether or not Dane Evans will play. We can tell you he missed practice on Tuesday. We can tell you he missed practice today, as Coach mentioned there. Uh, so if he can't go, it'll likely be Matthew Schiltz. Not likely. It will be Matthew Schiltz who will start if uh, if Dane can't go. And we had a chance to catch up with Matt after practice and uh, asked him about you know, whether or not he is ready to go if his number is called. I mean, I assume I am every week. You know, <laughs> every week, even if you know Dane's healthy and taking all the reps, I assume I'm I'm going to be playing. So um, the preparation kind of remains the same, and you approach the game like you do every other week. So. Uh, we'll see how Dane's feeling as the week goes on, but in my head, I'm playing like I am every week. 
Yeah, it definitely helps uh, just getting those reps kind of throughout the last few weeks and whether that's a few plays here and there when um, both Dane and I are in the field or if it's a rep where I'm playing quarterback, um, it definitely helps and uh, just kind of get that flow of the offense and flow of the game down, see how the guys are running, see how they're moving. And um, if that situation presents itself, then I have full confidence in, in the guys out there and myself that we can go, uh, go make it happen. Yeah, it's definitely uh, you know an opportunity for guys to kind of step up that may not have had certain uh, opportunities in the past. So that's definitely being locked in in meetings, locked in in walkthroughs like we had yesterday and today. And then when we do get those reps, you know, out there in practice, those live reps, uh, to make the most of them. And then if we need any other work, you know, after practice or um, you know after walkthroughs tomorrow, just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. So we're locked in in the meeting room. I have full confidence in all those guys out there that uh, they're going to take advantage of those opportunities and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, they're incredibly talented. Like you said, Dunbar and, and Tim have played a lot and then Lamar getting Lamar back healthy the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, whether that's Dave coming in, um, presenting himself and uh, Keandre getting opportunities out there too. Um, I'm excited to, to see what they can do. I love throwing to them. They're friendly, they're fast. We got possession receivers, we got deep threats, we got, uh, you know, mid-level targets and guys that'll go up and get the ball. So I, I think they're some of the best in the league and I can't wait to go out there and, and throw it to them if, if that situation presents itself and um, be excited to watch them play. There's a lot of leaders on this team. Do you see yourself as one of the leaders of this group? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm never usually, uh, you know, a vocal leader or, you know, the rah-rah guy or anything like that, but um, I try and lead just in a manner of how I present myself and approaching the game in the meeting rooms or out on the practice field and just uh, always being ready if my number is called upon, you know, staying active and, and staying ready. But uh, there, there are a bunch of leaders on this team, you know, Dylan, you know, Sim. Um, there are a lot of good guys to kind of model, model yourself off, and I'm still learning too. And, you know, coming into the organization, you know, you kind of see where you can fit in, see how you can bring a different dynamic. So it's been great. And that is Matt Schiltz, Ticats quarterback, who, uh, if Dane, who has missed the last two days, is not ready to go, uh, will likely get the start for the Ticats. All right, for more on Friday's game and to look back at last week's game still, let's bring in CFL.ca's Chris O'Leary. And uh, Chris, we just heard from Matthew Schiltz. And again, prefacing this with, we don't know for sure, whether or not he will get the start. But if he does, it is safe to say that there is a uh, level of confidence. You know, Ticats went out in this offseason. They got Matthew from Montreal, obviously a guy they wanted. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of confidence in, in Schiltz if he's the guy on Friday, isn't there? I think so. I mean, I think when you're going through your offseason and you have the, the offseason that the Ticats did where, you know, they, Jeremiah Masoli moved on, um, you want to get somebody that's quality to come in and, and replace uh, that, that setup, right? So that you have a, a good backup. And I think that's exactly what Matthew Schultz is. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, I watched a lot when he was in Montreal and I thought did well, um, you know, I, I think played that role of backup well. And I think he's, he's a guy that can get you through a, a pinch. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we saw a few glimpses of that last year and he, 
played well. And then, uh, you know, I think Trevor Harris kind of came in and it was traded, it picked up from Edmonton in that trade last year. And I think the intent was to get him in there and on the field. So the time was sort of limited, but he was, uh, I, I thought more than capable when, when he did fill in for Vernon Adams last year. So the Ticats knew they needed a backup quarterback. And when you looked at the market this off season for a guy who, who knew he wasn't going to come in to be competing for a number one job. I mean, Matthew Schultz accepted the role that was offered to him here. He was one of the best options. And now you look around the CFL and if, you know, quarterbacks were to go down, Matthew Schultz seems like he'd be that next guy on just about any other team in the league. I think so. I mean, um, you know, take Vernon Adams out of that equation uh, just in, in a situation in Montreal. And yeah, I, th- I think you're hundred percent correct. Uh, and like I said, I, you know, he's a guy that I think has shown that he can do this. He's been in the league a long time. Uh, you know, he, he's been in that tie cats offense now for half a season. Um, you know, I think he's got the experience and this won't be new to him. Um, you know, I, I think he knows how to, to carry himself. I think he knows what to expect from his teammates and is, I think just having the, uh, I guess two and a half, almost three months together now as a team, I think his teammates will know what he's about and, and how, what things will work with him, what won't. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't know how long Dane yeah. will be out, but, um, you know, I, I think Matthew Schultz is kind of the perfect guy to turn to in this situation. And it's not just like he's been holding a clipboard on the sidelines. I mean, he has yeah, been, he's, he's been, been actively involved in this offense. And, and now that, you know, it may switch. And again, we, we don't know for sure, but it uh, should be interesting to watch. Looking at this Ticats Argos rivalry, we got the fireworks. You know, it wouldn't have been a game without a couple of objectionable conducts. There was an ejection. I mean, it really was Ticats Argos comeback at its finest. Uh, how does game two live up to the hype of what we've seen so far uh, in these? three games in four weeks? Um, well, I, I think it will, first of all. Yeah. Um, and it, the thing that I wonder about is, you know, we see lots of these kind of home and home series throughout the CFL. Um, we never see four and five weeks. And um, so, you know, I, I think we sort of have a sense of what to expect in this one that, you know, um, players, I think maybe their patience wears a little thin with the guys they're lining up against. They start to get sick of seeing them. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure the emotions will be there. I think the fireworks aren't going anywhere. I think, I think we'll see more of that this week. Uh, what I'm really curious to see is what that third and fourth matchup looks like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what these teams kind of come out of that looking like after seeing each other four times in five weeks. But uh, no, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, and, and I think there's obviously just given where the Ticats are, I think there's an understanding that they need this win. Um, you know, and, and there's not that much ground really to make up between where they are and where the Argos are. And, uh, you know, and I think we've, we've kind of talked about that throughout the season, but I think there's a, there's a sense of urgency and, uh, you know, I, I think they realize this game's important. I think they'll come into this with, uh, you know, with that on their minds and they're, they're going to be ready to go. So a couple things I want to take from that one, you said the Ticats need this game Two, You said there's not that much ground to make up. And three, you mentioned the word urgency. And I think all three things are, are absolutely spot on that it's not a must-win game, but it's it's pretty darn close, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've written this um, a dozen times this season when I've been talking just about the East in general, that, um, you know, the, the the records that every team other than Toronto have um, should be, in a, you know, in a normal season, in a normal world, might be season-ending or, you know, very, very difficult to kind of dig yourself out of. But that's not the case. I mean, three teams are kind of in the same boat right now. And, uh, you know, that sort of works in all of their favor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think and we've seen with this, this Ticats team, uh, they have the pieces. They've kind of shown it for stretches, for halves and for, you know, three-quarter stretches, but not not the entire game enough. Uh, and I think it's a matter of, you know, 
sticking to that, if they can kind of stay together and stay within what they do, they can kind of find their way out of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's really not that that far back, uh, two, two and a half games. Um, at, at the, the midpoint with nine or 10 games left in front of you is uh, a lot of time and a lot of ground to make up. Chris, I know you cover the league as a whole. So I, I did want to ask you about uh, something and I will put a local twist on this. Uh, former Oakville High School student and former Burlington Stampeder Nathan Rourke has taken the league by storm, uh, winning top performer again this week. It seems like he's the odds-on favorite uh, for the MOP award. Uh, did anyone see this coming? Did you see this coming? Uh, Nathan Rourke's fantastic start to the year? No, I don't think so. I mean, I guess full credit to Neil McAvoy and Rick Campbell. Maybe they saw it coming. Um, you know, I, I spoke with um, Jordan Maximic, the, the Lions offensive coordinator, I think a couple weeks ago and kind of just asked him that. And I think he he said he was even surprised just by how good Nathan Rourke has been. Um, I think they knew they had somebody that could take over when Michael Riley retired. Uh, that You know, they, there was no question internally there about that. Um, maybe a bit of a surprise, but I mean, nobody else saw this coming. I mean, uh, going into it, into the season and we were getting into training camps, you know, uh, I feel like I, I wrote it a bunch of times that it was a very interesting storyline to see these Canadian quarterbacks and, you know, th- this is what you're going into your season with, but there, I think was a, a ton of uncertainty around that. And, um, you know, and, and full credit to the Lions organization and to Nathan Rourke. I think he's shown, like, I remember watching their last preseason game against Saskatchewan and just kind of the presence he had and sort of the command and um, just the way he carried himself, uh, even just in the post-game interview, I think on the sideline, um, you could start, you could sort of see there that they, they might have something. And then he goes into week one and they put up 50 something points on the Elks. And uh, you know, it's, that hasn't really slowed down this year. Uh, yeah, just incredible. And uh, I, I don't think I've seen a quarterback come in and play like this uh, in my time around the CFL. I think maybe the closest is, uh, is Ricky Ray, just someone that came in as a first, second year starter and, and just ran with it and looked like an MOP. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. And yeah, to me, but my favorite story of the season by far. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the Cats before we wrap up here. Um, going into this game, what do they need to do differently other than finish, which we've heard about uh, a thousand times this season? They know it. We know it. Fans know it. Uh, other than finish, what do the Cats need to do differently in this game to come up with a different result? Um, that's tough. I mean, I, I think, and I, I think they've started to work toward getting the run game going over the, the last few weeks. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see just a continued commitment to that. Um, and I mean, I mean, this is, this is going to be a bit of a, a question mark, right? Uh, you know, if Matthew Schultz is starting uh, a lot of it's going to be on him. He's going to have to take care of the ball. Um, you know, and I think that Argos defense is so aggressive as we, as we saw last week, um, you know, they're, they're going to be keyed in and looking for him to, to make mistakes. And uh, you know, so I think if, if he's smart with the ball uh, plays within himself, doesn't try to do too much, uh, I think they've got a good shot. Uh, like I said, he's, he's more than capable of going in and, and holding his own and kind of carrying a team through a game. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll, they'll come after him and they'll test that early. Uh, if, he, if he passes that test, I think they'll be in a, a good spot. He's the managing editor and senior writer at CFL.ca. He's Chris O'Leary. Uh, Chris, appreciate this as always. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, man. Anytime. My thanks to Chris O'Leary for joining me today. And my thanks to you as well, because uh, we could not do the show without your support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, And make sure you check back with us tomorrow. We'll have the depth chart. We'll get you set for Friday's game. And of course, you can hear that game right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Coming to you back starts at 6. 
9.30. That'll do it for us. Again, we are back tomorrow, same time, same place, here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.